You are now listening to the Master Jmehan Podcast. Episode 8, Satanic Principle of Human Control, Number 3, To Not Wish Nor Hope. If you have been ritualistically or scientifically abused, you should stop now and ask someone safe whom you trust to let them listen first and then only listen in their company or if they deem it is safe for you. Some information might be triggering. If you are a minor, please consult your parents before continuing. In our last episodes, we explored the first two principles of Luciferian control and manipulation of both their initiates and the public in general. If you have not listened to these episodes, you both need to and want to, but use your free will. This episode will explore the third satanic step to crush all wishes and hopes but those given to you. Here is what's at stake. Well, join me. I'm glad to sit here at the right hand of Satan. The vision of Joel has been fulfilled. So the name of this project is Funvax. We don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We'll eliminate this behavior. And we believe that's that But you know, there's quite an awakening coming. Once a child or a society's ability to determine their own needs and wants have been eliminated to the occult's satisfaction, it is next necessary to remove any ability to trust in wishful thinking or hope. Let's illuminate how they do this to their own and try to do this to you and me by stepping into the darkness, or as the Luciferians warn, keep one eye on Sagittarius. In an attempt to destroy a child's need to wish and want to hope, the child will next be placed in a room with favorite toys, objects, or animals. A kindly adult will come into the room and play with the child to build trust. Seeing a possible out from what they have been experiencing during the first two steps of satanic control, the child will eventually open up to this adult and see him or her as a confidant. They will share their innermost fantasies, fears, and concerns with this person, including any reservations they have about life, the way they are being treated, and any secret hopes or plans they have. This friend will leave the child for a lengthy period, weeks or months, but will say that they will return at a future time to help them escape or rescue them from their hellish life. During the absence, the child's regular life will be made extra difficult until the child begins to see the returning friend as their savior 
and as their only means of escape. They may even fantasize about running away with this friend and the hope of a better life. This is the wish and hope that their abusers are waiting for. Once this wish or hope is planted deeply, the friend will return and put the child through many terrible, sadistic experiences. They will mock the child, kill the child's favorite pet in front of them, and or break their only toys. They will openly mock their dreams and fantasies, and in front of them, tell their secrets to their abusers as a form of deepest betrayal. They will drug the child and use hypnosis to create internal horrors connected to their innermost dreams and secret fantasies. They will threaten to kill any non-cult friends the child may have also mentioned. Family members will mock the child by teasing them about their secrets openly during the dangerous daytime and out in the open. Any and all religious instruction will also be targeted, as humanity's greatest hope has always been in a good, kind father deity. In terms of Christianity, the largest single worldview on earth, if all sects are combined, is the belief that Jesus Christ died to save us. In Christian-based societies, a distrust for Jesus as their saving friend, who is coming back for them, the God who loved all the little children, must be destroyed if all hope is to be forsaken. The occult believes that Jesus Christ, whom they call Adonai, will return from the direction of the constellation Sagittarius, as this is the direction of the Father Creator's throne. The occult has plans in place to shoot Jesus down as he is descending. They are going to use a plasma cannon that was perfected during the Star Wars Initiative in the 1980s and 90s. Like that's gonna work. Hollywood and the media have been actively working to crush hope in Jesus' good news since the invention of... <laughs> Are you starting to see how they program us? How many times have you heard in the public basically this? Sting is a brilliant wordplay artist and a talented musician. Incidentally, are there any Darwinian beasts in creation that don't inject venom when they sting you? Ouch! The occult wants to return us to pre-Christian days, when there were none to make Lucifer afraid, and he was able to rule with both eyes open, as warped as that was. Take a boat from the river, run 
Did you hear it? And don't worry, he does know which of the priests are fairies, even on a long, cold, dark winter's night. And worse than that, our God is going to take care of that when he does live here. It will be then that this used-up world will be renewed, and in part by a new river from his throne. So that's three strikes against this little bit of musical programming. The whole point about comparing the priests to the river and the need to bury the old one at sea is the call to return the world back from Christianity, pecking the corpse of the dead with last rites, like a murder of crows, and return us to paganism, where the dead is placed into a boat, lit ablaze, and buried at sea. Why not? Let's just bury him with a Bible under his arm, too. The reason the occult has for destroying hope is to create a child who doesn't fantasize who is more outwardly directed and less inwardly directed, more ready to act without thinking when needed, such as when a shopping mall or public school needs to be shot up. Ultimately, the child is to look to adults for permission in all aspects of its life, including their internal life. It's a form of robotization. The Royal Army of Oz. Army? starting to understand how it works and how human, satanic programming functions. The reality is that this step destroys all safe places the child has created internally to retreat from the horrors he or she is experiencing. This step creates in the child the feeling that there is no true safety anywhere and that the occult will find out everything he or she ever thinks anyway. I am Oz! The great and powerful. Who are you? Who are you? Exercises like this are also used to create young alters, split personalities, in the child who will self-report to the occult trainers any secret safe places or covert wishes against the occult that other alters have or may ever have. This will begin to set up internal self-monitoring, intersystem hostility, and divisiveness alters, which the occult will manipulate throughout the person's lifespan in order to control them. 
it becomes a internal thought police. Survivors who have escaped this abuse and their therapists say that this step is so deeply devastating that the child splits themselves into numerous personalities in order to deal with it. Some have said that they have literally felt as if a mirror was shattered in their mind, or that something had broken inside them into so many pieces that they couldn't repair it. One little six-year-old survivor said that she looked at the carpet and became all the fibers in the sea of warp and weft. She said to herself, no one ever hurts the carpet. Again, mainstream media and entertainment reinforces this idea as normal. There are so many examples of this, but here are three very accessible ones. Walt Disney's original Fantasia, 1940. Disney's Return to Oz, 1985. Fast forward to approximately 43 minutes and 20 seconds. And more recently, The Last Jedi, 2017. At approximately 1 hour and 13 minutes forward. Note what happens to Ray of Light after she goes down the rabbit hole. There are so many examples of this in entertainment, but these will get you started. And we are not done pointing them out either. So never fear, have a little faith, and go see for yourself. This principle also works on the public at large. For example, how many times since Ronald Reagan's presidency has the American people handed over all three branches of government to the more conservative side of the Republican Party? Like six times? tight. How many times have we had the hope that by changing the political mental wards and morons we've elected, that we might get back to the freedoms and lifestyles that our representatives have promised us? But, even with full unstoppable party power, nothing ever changes. How many times have you been betrayed by the smooth-faced hypocrites you elect? who claim to be your friends, willing to represent you and hear your deepest needs and secrets, who then leave you for the Potomac Swamp, and when they return again, asking for more money the sixth time, betray you with all the promises they didn't keep. This is done on purpose, people. Wake up. How many times during a recent international disease scare were we given hope and then had it taken away again and again to keep us in a state of fear? Can you see it? The plan is to destroy hope in Christianity's God and in the American system, both of which are based on freedom. Satan's false Zion communism cannot rise until the people are hopeless and feel that their God and their system of government doesn't work. We are being played like a chessboard, and it is a form of abuse built on national trauma. This Luciferian principle is so important that societies have also been traumatized with it throughout history. One of the most famous uses was the Inquisition in Europe by the Roman Catholic Church. People had to be on guard not to offend their masters with a word, to quote Isaiah. This Luciferian principle was thrust into American society by high wizard George Daddy Bush. This witch hunt was reincorporated into our societies by threatening people's ability to buy or sell 
if they used certain words in the Cabal's dictionary of forbidden words. Since it is a huge part of our modern lives, let's take a moment and discuss this before returning to the victimization of little children. The subject of the Thought Police and the Ministry of Truth was secondarily warned by prophetic author George Orwell. Isaiah warned us first. In his inspired novel, 1984, the Bush administration pushed these Luciferian principles upon us under the guise of compassion and conservatism. Let's take a moment and explore Orwellian internal control, known as the Thought Police. Orwell taught that in order for the powerful, limited elites to really control the larger masses, the deep state needed to convince the masses to control themselves. The internal check and balance is self-editing. They must convince you to self-edit your own thoughts. Orwell taught that if we were not carefully on guard, we would fall under the thought police. Daddy Devil Bush called this being thinking and acting politically correct. Lucky for you, he was the one who would determine what was and was not politically correct to say and think. The state could then monitor the psychology of people and eventually arrest anyone guilty of thought crime. The Bushes would call that hate crime. You will note that currently murdering someone could be seen as an act of love, which isn't so bad in their mind, or an act of hate, which is extremely bad. Do you see the thought crime? Thus, riots in our major cities are okay for some, but not for other racial groups who are not allowed to riot. All of this undermines the Constitution, which says that all men are equal in their rights. Thought crime, this type of thinking, is the very height of racism and undermines the very rights of the whole. But that is their agenda anyway. Orwellian thought police monitor everyone in society through their smart devices in their homes. Orwell envisioned this mainly as televisions. He would be very surprised how today we have computers, stupid smartphones, smart watches, appliances, and even just recently reported by the market watch, your own smart vacuum, to spy on us. A thought crime was, of course, whatever the government said it was. And so, it is totally illegal to say anything the state deems illegal. It is also illegal to think thoughts that the state says are illegal to think. These are codified in a dictionary known as Newspeak. This would all seem laughable, except that just recently, American universities are releasing dictionaries of inappropriate words that are not to be used on campus, and this from institutions of higher learning and so-called independent thought. Orwell also coined the term Crime Stop. He said, Crime Stop means the faculty of stopping short, as though by instinct, at the threshold of any dangerous thought. It includes the power of not grasping analogies, of failing to perceive logical errors, of misunderstanding the simplest arguments if they are not allowed to be thought, and of being bored or repelled by any train of thought which is capable of leading in a heretical direction. Crime stop, in short, means protective stupidity. It works to create cognitive dissidence, or being one-eye blind, in a person, or what Orwell called doublethink. Doublethink is the act of thinking two contradictory thoughts at once, 
or believing that two impossibly juxtaposed things are true. This inner stress brings no inner peace, and the fear and contradiction of the two keep the disharmony in the forefront of the mind, forcing the crime stop to surface into one's thoughts. The famous examples he gives are three. War is peace, freedom is slavery, and ignorance is strength. One hears the presidential speeches of both of the Bushes in these three slogans. Today, we fight the war on terror for peace. We fight for political correctness to free us from slavery, and we want no child to be left behind to make ignorance our strength. Alex Huxley, in his novel Brave New World, expresses an ultimate similar goal for society, and the societies of Lucifer will tell you that such is their ultimate goal and highest achievement of Luciferian doctrine, to reshape a person to knowingly and openly choose evil. This is referred to as denying the Holy Ghost in Heaven's Dictionary. This is not the same as giving into temptation or finding a weakness. It is something much worse than that. We will have more on this. While it seems almost impossible to believe, the Biden administration has begun a ministry of truth to implement new speak and help us not to give in to thought crime. When one looks at the mental morons tasked with setting up this system, one sees the irony that our academia has led us to. Back through the water curtain. All Luciferian concepts are actually kind of boring, like a broken record, once you start to gain the eyes to see and the ears to hear it. This is because none of these things are new. Lucifer has no new ideas, but those that he believes have been done before, in the realms of other worlds. He is not the god of life, and thus not the god of creativity. This is the secret to all classical mythology, once you understand it. There really is nothing new in Lucifer's playbook. Or as King Solomon might have paraphrased, there's nothing really new under the satanic Windsor sun. Fair use claim. We are claiming fair use for the items in this podcast in which we do not own the copyright. United States law allows us to use items copyrighted by others in this podcast without their permission in the manner that we have under fair use. American courts have ruled that using another's copyrighted items in this manner is crucial when commenting and illustrating subject matter. Otherwise, news and commentary in the public discourse would be hindered, which is a violation of our constitutional rights, including our freedom of speech and freedom of the press, etc. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The Master's Mayhem Podcast will continue.